0: you're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Um, I think that that's certainly something I could be worried about, but as long as I'm having fun with it, there's no reason to stop. And if I don't have I think the the way I see it is I just have to admit to myself that I'm not enjoying this anymore. Cuz people will notice people smell bullshit immediately if i don't enjoy making something it's not going to be a fun listen so i just got to check out at the right point i guess
1: hey what's up vox and hops heads i'm matt the vocalist of cryptopsy and the host of the vox and hops metal podcast brought to you by sound Media and evergreen podcasts where i sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives music and craft beer i hope you had a glorious weekend i most certainly did Today's episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal are Montreal's premier metal promoter. They put on a bunch of sick metal shows all year long, and they have just announced a brand new date for the metal tour of the year featuring Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium, and In Flames. It's happening at Place Belle on May 17th. You should grab your tickets via the link in the description of this podcast because it's going to be a killer night. I am beyond stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there is someone in your life that is just a massive craft beer enthusiast, you should absolutely let them know that Vox and Hops exists. You can tell them that there are over 300 episodes available on all podcast platforms where I have conversations with amazing metal musicians while sharing killer craft beers. If you would encourage one of your friends to become a brand new Vox & Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today on the podcast, I'm with Manuel Gagneux of Zeal & Ardor. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox & Hops, episode number 330.
0: I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Manuel Garnier of Zeal and Ardor. I am just so damn stoked to be with you because uh, I've been a fan since the beginning. So uh, how are you doing? Let's start with that. Dude, I'm I'm
0: doing great, actually. I mean, I got a tooth pulled yesterday, Ooh, but okay. I feel like it's already
1: not bad anymore. So I'm stoked on that. Good. And, and, you know, a Vox and Hops episode where you hang out with metal dudes and you... Enjoy some some alcohol. Always makes everything feel better. Uh, I always like to start off with the darkness, like a lot of people do nowadays. Uh, Let's jump straight into it. Uh, How did you cope with the glorious years? Of 2020 and 2021, this this wonderful thing that Keems seems to be sticking around that isn't going away just yet, uh, how did you cope with these years of uh, tranquillity?
0: Uh well, going into it, we already like decided we're not going to tour in 2020, but rather going to record an album. so like I do that in the basement anyway, alone. So not much has changed. It was just like, oh no, everyone's doing it. Fuck you. It was my <laughs> <laughs> but other than that why?
1: you're the OG self-isolation guy
0: yeah yeah I used to feel special about it but now it's gone
1: is that something you actually have to do though you have to when you create do you have to really isolate yourself
0: well I, I just figured out I I write my best stuff when I when I work like that when I don't have mm. any distractions words are hard mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> it's interesting though to to you know a solo project that has grown into something so much more but yet you still crawl back into the hole to to in, get find your inspiration and, and to step away from the distractions
0: do you know what it is though it's um because i started this alone and i'd still do everything alone it's like a lose-lose situation if i start collaborating because if, if it sucks i'm gonna be like i told you guys i'm gonna be like insufferable but if it turns out to be good i'm gonna hate myself because i didn't do it earlier yes yeah. So
1: here I stand like a coward. <laughs> I might die on this well, hill. <laughs> you're, st- you're still young. Three albums in. There's still time in your career to yeah. either make those mistakes or <laughs> open up to those discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> Box and Hop's is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Now, uh, what are you going to be drinking today on your side that we're going to be sharing virtually?
0: See, I did not get the memo on the beer because, like, we have stellar beer here in in Switzerland. Oh, yes. um, but I. Didn't want to leave you hanging, so I elected to grab this bottle of wine, Swiss wine called Aigle Les Murailles.
1: I have a a very cool little beer here from a craft beer brewery right near my house. It's from Bira, uh, Bar à Maison, on Saint-Laurent Street here in Montreal. This is their, uh, it's a double. They call it Zupon. It's a double, double, a double belge uh, DuBell, uh, they just dropped this, uh, sort of changed their branding a bit. It looks a bit like McKellar, if if I have to say yeah, so myself. Yeah, it does. Uh, 7%, I'm going to crack this open. And I would love, while I do that, I'd love to hear about your very first beer. Do you remember the first beer that you drank?
0: Um, see, like, we're not really strict about age and alcohol here in, in my neck of the woods. So it probably was either one my dad gave me when I was like f- uh, seven, and he thought it would be funny to see a seven year old drunk. Or like with 12, like uh, 12 years old under the bridge, like, guys, we're going to drink beer. It's going to be great. Then you take a sip. It smells like farts. And uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) we still drinking because it has got to be cool. And now we're uh, all addicted to it. So that's cool.
1: I do remember one of my first beers and like you, you sip it down. It was like in the classic glass bottles there. Yeah. And you sip it down to the neck and it's getting warmer and warmer and it's so freaking hard to get down. But now nowadays those beers just seem to disappear. So it was, it's quite I think we, yeah, we, we work out, at, you know, on, on the, the speed of things, I think. And that's commendable. <laughs> It's like extreme metal, you know. The first time you hear extreme metal, you're like, "Oh fuck, that's interesting," mm-hmm. but I don't quite get it. And it's the same yeah. thing; it's an acquired taste, right? So, cheers to you! Thank you for taking some time to cheers. hang out with me today. Gladly. Ooh, it smells like uh, sweet spices on the nose. Yeah, it's um, very balanced caramel. It's almost like chewy. It's delicious. Mm. Very nice. Looks uh, thick. Uh, Silky. Killer. 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 Love it. Um, how about that beer? At what point did you realize that beer could be more? Than those beers at twelve years old underneath the bridge.
0: Mm, I think as soon as that one went down or half down, I'm like, oh, I feel funny. <laughs> I really enjoy this feeling. <laughs> I've been chasing that dragon ever since. <laughs> did
1: you did you jump into the world of craft beers? It's something that you've 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 mentioned that there's good beer in Switzerland. Um, have you discovered the craft beer scene? Are you a craft beer enthusiast? See, um,
0: we're on the German part of uh, Switzerland, so we're uh-huh. pretty. Pretty similar to German beer in that there's the the Reinheitsgebot, so you can't put anything non-beer in there, lest mm-hmm. the German the German police will get you and knock you on your door. <laughs> so this I, one
1: this one falls into that, yeah. Malt, yeah. Uh, hops, water, and yeast. That's it. Yeah, that's it.
0: Um, I really enjoy lagers because like every time I say let's we play in the U.S. and someone guy uh, some guy goes like oh, I have this great local brewery. They do IPAs and it's just the dirtiest most <laughs> complex I, I think yeah it's an acquired taste but if you're not into it it's like I would really just get, get tipsy I would love to do that but you're putting all these obstacles in my way like I have to <laughs> be a connoisseur of these, these fart tastes and uh, <laughs> yeah we just drink fucking Lone Star in Texas, PBRs everywhere else we're basically the basic bitches of, of beer drinking
1: I do have good news for you. Loggers are back and uh, they're making a massive resurgence across uh, North America. Yes, there's the whole like haze craze and pastry stouts where they throw everything in the, from the kitchen sink and everything in the fridge into the beer. But now just classic crushable lagers are coming back.
0: But haze, I feel is just like you want to drink an IPA, but you're, you're not enjoying hi- IPAs, right? So you put mm. something else in it. So you didn't really commit to the bit. You just, uh, you want to seem cool with the can, but you don't really drink IPA. So uh, I, I at least admit that I, my,
1: my taste is too, too pedestrian to enjoy. <laughs> but lagers are coming back. Crushable, crisp, a um, little honey. Definitely, definitely not like honey in it, but it, like a residual taste of honey. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely back on the resurgence. Uh, I'd love to hear about the soundtrack of your youth when you're growing up in your parents or guardians house. What music was playing when you were not in control of the radio? what music did your parents or guardians listen to
0: Um, my parents my mom was a jazz is a jazz singer so there was a lot of that going on my dad he's the white guy by the way he loved salsa music which made me in turn hate salsa music because there's no (laughs) there's no subtle salsa music playing it's always like so it can be as (laughs) soft as it wants to be it's always Mm going to be there so yeah i've grown,
1: grown an aversion to that but uh I think those were the main, the main sounds. It's funny when, when you, you grow up with stuff and then you just tend to loathe it when you're young. For myself, mm-hmm. my dad was like a big uh, rock. He loved rock. He loved the black album from Metallica, let's say. Mm-hmm. So at any point growing up, I disassociated myself with anything with a guitar solo. In my mind, that was dad music and that wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Growing up in the 90s, luckily, well, not luckily, but... I ended up falling, becoming a huge nu metal child mm-hmm. because of that. There were no guitar solos. It was like, this is my music. All this dream theater shit is my dad's music. <laughs> Anytime yeah, I yeah. that I heard that solo was dad music. It's funny how that happens, but now I've turned around and I've opened up to to guitar solos, obviously. But Salsa hasn't has hasn't had a resurgence for you.
0: See, I gave it like multiple fair shakes. I hang out with my dad and we you know, drink wine beer and talk about whatever the fuck. And he'll put on music, I'm like, Oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really gave it a fair shake but I just I can't I can't enjoy it. It's and also too funny. Yeah uh, also I've um grown to, to admit that I still enjoy new metal i'm fine with it
1: fuck yeah yeah me too man i am no shame in it mm-hmm. i've been saying it a lot on the podcast and there's a huge resurgence of it going on yeah bands like tetrarch um, uh, loathe who are about to drop something it's gonna blow shit up mm-hmm. um there's just so many, so many of them uh vain and just so many really just fucking tala all these new bands that are coming up and totally embracing the new metal vibes I'd love to hear about your first show. Do you remember the first show that you went to go see? I'm assuming it's your mom singing, but...
0: uh... Yeah, I mean, if we want to count that. But, like, uh, there's also, like, a huge, like, punk scene where I'm from, and there's a lot of squats, so there was... There used to be this place called Villa Rosa now, where, for some reason, they got, like, kick-ass, like, bands, and this was, like, when post-rock was just kind of being developed, and I remember clearly... Love post-rock. Like, going to that space, like, this is already the coolest thing I've ever seen oh my god there's just beer everywhere people are drunk and having fun and they're punks and shit and uh then you go into this stinky fucking stinky basement and there's really loud music and i was like this is this is it huh this is what what coolness is it was a revelation for me yeah
1: Hmm. you know who introduced me to post rock we have a a mutual friend uh, mel Cleal, introduced me oh shit melissa yeah 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 yeah. she's she's a cool bean that one absolutely she was (laughs) touring uh doing sound for cryptopsy and beneath the massacre and he's like she was like um this is this will destroy you that sounds (laughs) like her (laughs) (laughs) she also introduced me to isis and i can't uh, thank her enough for that Mm. Uh, how about your first time on stage do you remember your first show oh yeah I, I nearly shat my pants. It was with this. <laughs> uh, we thought we
0: were like the best band ever. Like we we combined jazz with hardcore with blah and punk. And it was, we sounded absolute shit. And <laughs> my ego came crushing down as I set my first foot on stage. Like huh. uh, I realized, oh, this is hard, huh? And you got to be you got to be level-headed. <laughs> and then I remember clearly, like, in this first song, my string broke and
1: I nearly cried. Oh. I was like,
0: gotta keep it together. <laughs> it's
1: not like those moments with Michael Ackerfeld. I've seen him break his string on stage mm-hmm. and he totally just keeps playing and transposes everything, you know? Yeah.
0: See, I there's like a, a tiny little difference in skill between <laughs> 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 you You wouldn't notice it but uh, it's actually there
1: <laughs> were, were you prepared enough for that first show the ego was but were you guys ready we were but i think we were just technically ready
0: um, but not i didn't know what it meant to stand on a stage and now like mm-hmm. i you know a month ago i was on tour with michael Ackerfeld like yeah things uh, have changed but it's, it's an interesting, <laughs> but I think it's really important that I kind hate shit early on. Uh, cause yeah, also I didn't like, uh, have success till, you know, relatively later in my life. And, uh, I think that's a healthy, healthy thing because I, mm-hmm. had I like struck it biggish when I was 20, I would have been the douchiest, most arrogant motherfucker you'd <laughs> ever talked to. <laughs> but, uh, luckily that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. You're a little bit younger than me, uh. Does this first show live on the internet? Mm. Uh,
0: no. No, it doesn't. Good. I recently <laughs> saw a recording of it, and I elected to to not put it up <laughs> for reasons unknown.
1: <laughs> it's funny how that happens. And uh, I have like VHS tapes of my first gigs, backyard gigs. And uh, no, I wouldn't put it up either. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Good call. At what point did you start using the two mics on stage? um
0: that wasn't until our first show in switzerland like we we got this was 2017 16, 17 and uh, we knew we, we were going to play roadburn which is a like a huge alternative metal festival and that was like oh, the, the first the first um uh inquiry we got to play somewhere and we're like oh my god we got to fucking do that and we got to do warm-up shows obviously and um i think one of my technicians just said Oh, you should have two mics. I'm like, okay, whatever you say.
1: (laughs) Now it works. It's cool, too. It's, it's like, become your, your, uh, like, people just know that it's you. They can see the setup, and they know that it's for you, which is amazing. Not many people have. There's, like, Jonathan Davis with his uh, Geiger mic stand. Yeah. Probably you. Who else? You know? The Nurgle, maybe? Oh, there's the one guy from Rammstein, which has, like, a he has like a pedal, and it flips up. Yeah, that's pretty cool, that name. I would, I would.
0: (laughs) See, I love it, but I would never use it because... I mean, if you stand too close to it, you're just going to punch yourself in the face.
1: <laughs> it must have happened. It must have we happened. Um, actually, after this, I'm going to Google that. <laughs> but Roadburn, he's he's done... Do you know the... the who's the organizer of Roadburn? Uh, Walter. I don't know what his other name yeah. is. He has, like, a tendency of creating amazing bands. Like, he has, like, an eclectic ear, perfect taste, um he got you guys to perform live for the first time mm-hmm. he got molasses together countless other bands and stuff just amazing thank you walter for bringing all these artists to the world it's really just amazing i have to go there one day i have to go there one day you
0: should we should go together fuck it there's beer there
1: i know <laughs> there's yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll hang out well, with Farida. for molasses molasses yeah. too it's such a such a shitty place yeah sorry <laughs>
0: there's beer there no shit sherlock <laughs>
1: I have even... drank there. We'll go, go to, to the Little <laughs> Devil. That's, what we're, that's where we're going to go. If we go to Tilburg, that's for damn sure. Okay, you know the you know town better than me. Okay. I do. I've played there a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Fox and Hops? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates... Let's talk about this new record, uh, Self-Titled, dropping February 11th. Um, Self-Titled, start with that. Uh, When Cryptopsy dropped their self-titled, it's because I had nothing better to call it. (laughs) Talk to me about this decision. See,
0: I think we might have something in common.
1: i was like oh my god you know it's not so vile all these cool fucking names i was like "Mm, we're like you know john came back to it's like we're starting a a self-titled let's do it no i mean the douchey answer would be like i think we really found
0: our sound i think we really came together (laughs) and we figured out finally no it's just another album it's okay it's, it's such a it's like every interview ever like well, this time we really nailed it, you guys. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, to a certain degree, but it's just another album. I mean, next album you're gonna say the same shit, aren't you? Probably. But yeah, yeah. I so. don't
1: know if you watch. I don't know if you watch hockey, but it's like those hockey interviews. There, you know, we really gotta get behind the puck. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Well, oh, this time you're gonna. Okay. Wait, are you gonna score
0: goals? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I get it. You do seem to have a different approach. It might be because you write solo, but uh, I seem to f- f- feel that you appreciate music as an art form. Yeah, of course. I mean, more than, ju- more than just like you're saying it's just another album, but there's a lot of bands, and I don't feel like you guys are this. They write albums so they can go on tour, and that's it.
0: See, okay. Uh, I think here's the difference I, I prefer writing to being on a tour. Mm, I, okay. I, I love just creating stuff because. You, there's no waiting, no loading, no load out. You just yeah. have an idea and something is created from that. You have something palpable and it's such a rewarding process that I'm kind of addicted to
1: it. How quickly did you, I'm assuming you have like your own studio and stuff. I have my own laptop and shitty interface. Yeah. Perfect. Cause I was, I was wondering how quickly you, you set yourself up to be able to record yourself. Cause you seem like someone that you have an idea and you need to get it out of you.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's just like my,
0: my laptop, an interface, a mic, and then just, a, you know, a jack. So I, I can set up anywhere. I, that's why I started in dinky old basements, because there could just be loud. and. Uh, yeah, n- now uh, we got like money from the label. That, okay, you can go to a proper studio with the fucking <laughs> producer. I'm like, yeah, okay, we could also just build a studio with this money. And that's what we did. Yeah, amazing. So now amazing. we get to record ourselves and our friends. And Amazing. yeah, it's uh, it's a great setup. So I do the demos that, you know, at my home, we're in a dinky old basement. Then I go to uh, our singer Mark's house, that, which is where we also built the studio.
1: And then we do it properly. It sounds like fun. Sounds freeing. It sounds uh, like um, just complete control. It sounds like.
0: Yeah. Also, like there's it used to be a very like hostile community of musicians here in Basel in my okay. my town and like there's this slow shift that everyone kind of just supports each other and i'm eager to be a part of that and just kind of lift people up and do do, do cool shit essentially
1: that's something that's really really changed over the years that i've noticed uh artists are no longer competing against each other mm-hmm. and i don't know when that switch or why that switch happened but i'm just here for it and you're seeing a lot of like musicians collaborating um you know it 's been happening in punk and hardcore for years and years doing mm-hmm. splits and stuff like that um but nowadays it 's like and you see these big bands bringing out really young hype bands i I think it 's just so cool there 's no more egos of of maybe it 's because record sales don 't matter anymore sort of. it might be that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 concert attendances that that seem to be more important nowadays.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's also like a two bladed sword because uh, in one way, you know, you're lifting up, up younger bands, and in another way, you bring bands up as if they're like jewelry. Like, oh, look, yes. look who's opening for me! Aren't I cool? Yes. You know. But yes. I mean, it's still a win win situation if that happens. So you can't mm-hmm. really fault anyone for that.
1: It's 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 the modern era of music. Um, you seem to always have sort of a message in each of your releases lyrically um, talk to me about using your lyrics basically as a weapon it's fun because if
0: you have an idea and you want to convey that at uh, first i thought i can be really vague and people like read between the lines and get it no 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 <laughs> <laughs> um like uh, we put out our first like obviously political record last year yeah called exactly. wake of a nation and the the YouTube comments to that it was just this this beautiful shit show like oh they went political <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like motherfucker you know what Stranger Fruit means like what mm. band have you been listening to so uh, <laughs> I, I still you know enjoy being as vague as possible but if I've learned that if you want to get a point across you got to be very concise and direct with it so yeah that's not uh, cool. you know we
1: can love all our fans but all of our fans don't comprehend stuff the way that we do.
0: But I think that's also fine. Like if I write a song about something really personal that happened to me and someone listens to it and, you know, connects it to something very personal to them... Who am I to say, well, actually, you're wrong. It was about my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's also
1: bullshit. You're not allowed to have feelings. Yeah, no, those must are have my, my feelings. Give them back. Give them back. <laughs> I'm going to give you a mood ring to listen to the album with, and yeah. if it's not black the whole time, you're not getting it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> um, how about when you're creating music, you, you do it by yourself, you get inspired. Are you afraid that at one point you're going to become too comfortable and then it won't be exciting to you anymore? Um, I think that
0: that's certainly something I could be worried about. But as long as I'm having fun with it, there's no reason to stop. And if Mm -hmm. I don't have I think the the way I see it is I just have to admit to myself that I'm not enjoying this anymore because people will notice people smell bullshit immediately. If I don't enjoy making something, it's not going to be a fun listen. So I just got to check out at the right point, I guess.
1: And, you know, blending the the multiple styles that you do, is that tiresome? Are, are you like I'm I, like I'm thinking of like a band like Rivers of Nile that have been exploring the saxophone. Mm-hmm. And I had sat down with them and I had a conversation with them, not even a recorder. We were just hanging out and they were afraid of becoming that band with the saxophone. Are you afraid of becoming that band that? Yeah, you, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm
0: cautious of it, but I... I I really don't paint myself into a corner. I mean, people will always probably call me that. That's nothing I can change. But mm-hmm. uh, I I use a lot of synthesizers, use a lot of weird recordings and strange sounds. So as long as I, for myself, I'm not that. I, mean, I think it would be a problem if I resigned and said, OK, I got to do another bluesy black metal track. That's yeah. going to be problematic. But that's also the, mo- the moment where I probably wouldn't convince you Mm-hmm. That I had a good time, you know, writing it. Absolutely. And it's funny that you said that. That they didn't want to become the one saxophone band. They did. They,
1: they ended up doing it, though. They, they they kept going with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was before the work. Yeah. And guess
0: how I introduced them to my friends it's not guys with the great lyrics oh uh, do you mean the saxophone band yeah, i love them i love them no love they're them. great they're great but they do have a fucking tenor sax everywhere but
1: it's great i don't know they should fucking own it how, <laughs> uh, how you, you mentioned reading comments is that something that you actively do you drop something new do you scroll through the comments
0: no that's that's like poison but in that that's case because it was political i was kind of curious and and people's stances so i did check that out um but you know i call it ego surfing it's just not good when you kind of google yourself like ooh, that's so bad because it gets you (laughs) into into a reactionary mindset because you intrinsically want to want people to like you and what does that does is kind of nudge you in certain directions and you're just not going to be yourself anymore but comments
1: that's not good it's 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 really horrible and the worst part is is that we only remember the negative ones
0: yeah that's actually clinically proven that there's like a tenfold more uh powerful reaction to negative inputs than it's poss- so weird dude. thanks brain great job that's Humans. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Humans. <laughs> uh, probably the biggest breakthrough point for you guys obviously was uh Bandcamp featured you guys and then rolling stone put you as one of the breakthrough artists of a year do you remember that morning seeing that do you remember? Do you remember and and that feeling? Did you believe it? That's one of the you know like like googling yourself and then
0: <laughs> it just pops up, you know. I, <laughs> I was told google you I was myself. good. Googling I told you myself. I was good. <laughs> Got up google <laughs> myself like a dude always. No.
1: <laughs> you're more yeah. Than coffee.
0: Yeah. No, it's absolutely sick. Um but that still happens with like a in regular in, in, in intervals. Like uh, we we're on the cover of um, a metal hammer now, which is like wow. this is okay. the magazine I used to read as a yeah, tunic. Exactly. Like, oh, look at these bands, yeah. and like the we're still flabbergasted, and I hope that doesn't really go away. But um, we're in essence, we're really thankful for everything, and if mm. it would stop now, we're just like happy, like we still kind of did something amazing.
1: So. It's crazy. Yeah. Imagine becoming blasé of being on the cover of Metal Hammer. You know? Yeah, oh, I know. I'm on it again. You know? Oh, such a chore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you are very lucky. You got to do a massive tour this year. Not many artists got to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. I'm curious. You were writing before that. Um, you mentioned that you enjoy being in the studio more than the t- on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something that we get that's special from oh, yeah. being on stage. It's, it's uh, uh, something that's inexplicable. I've sort of been, get that feeling before I sit down here, right before I conduct an interview. Am I prepared enough? Are we going to connect? Are the internet gods going to be with us? Um, this is how I've been filling the void of performing. How did you fill the void before that massive tour?
0: I tried Twitch a little bit. I tried streaming live, but that's uh, funny because I, I, I stream myself, you know, recording music but to me that's such a private thing that I felt like uh, too observed to actually do anything productive. Um, other than that, I just kind of... Other than drinking, I... Uh, <laughs> I just smashed that energy into uh, creating music. Uh, yeah. I also got fat a little bit, but, you know.
1: Fight like yeah. the hops. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> just concentrate on it. <laughs> Uh, writing solo and then you bring it to your your musicians your band um -hmm. how much input do they have are they allowed to say this sucks
0: oh yeah 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 because like the moment that they have to play it is the moment that they're also gonna have to answer every question involving the music so yeah they're very much uh, entitled to an opinion and input and whatever
1: Um, how do you how do you how do do you respond to that fire no (laughs) (laughs) is is there some frustration because you know i I can imagine creating something alone i've only ever created it in in, in like a group where there's always those dialogues Mm -hmm. those it takes time it's tedious but to to have done that on your own and then bring it to someone and then they slam it
0: yeah i think for me it's important not to you know in show it too early if it's still like a work in progress I'm like but this is it this is this shit this is shit i if i get negative feedback on an early stage i'll just fucking you know uh, scrap it yeah i'll just yeah scrap the song but as soon as i feel like okay this is the most i could have done with this track hmm. that's the moment i also feel comfortable with people saying actually we could do this better or have an idea there and yeah, then they have no problem with it.
1: In the past said you worked with producers, because now you've done this all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a producer come in and like help tweak things on the previous records?
0: Uh, yeah, on Stranger Fruit, I worked with this Austrian guy called Zebo. He, okay. he was really cool. So he was more like the R- Rick Rubin school of yep. producers he was like, well, how does that make you feel? Or I feel this way. Is that your intention? And basically like sitting there like an evil goblin
1: like yeah i will manipulate you (laughs) no
0: it was actually it was really good
1: but uh good take the can you chose right do it Um, um
0: but yeah i feel like uh also like sitting together with uh mark who is a singer and you know the harbinger of the studio Mm. He also says what he thinks, and we can actually fill that role ourselves now, mm. I think.
1: It's interesting. It's, it's a very, very, uh, like a one-man band that has, like, extend. you like an octopus with, with people around you that's completing Zeal and Ardor.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's just one, one man recording everything but the drums and writing the stuff, but everything else mm-hmm. is totally dependent on other people. There's, there's no way around that. That's a beautiful thing, too.
1: I really love it, yeah. Um, I love collabs. I've dropped, I dropped like 33 of them last year, collab beers. Uh, if you could create a Zealand Arter beer, I know what you're going to say because you mentioned it before, but what style would it be and what would you call it? Um,
0: I think, yeah, obviously it would be a lager. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would be called All Hop Is Lost or... Um, <laughs> fuck i I'm trying to think of puns it's not easy
1: um
0: <laughs> blood in the river would be an easy one, but uh uh-huh. yeah, something yellow there's not many yellow liquids you can choose <laughs> from. you can choose
1: from <laughs> kind of no, no, not not, not stuff not stuff that I want to drink
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or oh, piss it. it'll be pissed soon <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're just fast forwarding towards it, yeah, yeah,
0: pre piss, get it out. <laughs> um
1: we're gonna wrap up one last question Mm -hmm. um it probably doesn't happen to you very often because you're you're really busy uh writing uh being creative and you need uh you know your brain to be not all foggy and shit uh but every once in a while it happens to everyone what is your hangover cure um
0: panadol extra which is uh uh, paracetamol and caffeine in one pill you really? take that and half her, uh, half an hour later you're fine
1: it's Magic. a miracle pill
0: yeah <laughs> I, I i got that recommended because i was at some like award ceremony in switzerland we we didn't win fun fact um <laughs> i got sloshed in the process and the next day i had to fly back to austria and oh. at the um i think at the train station i just kind of walked into to uh pharmacy and said do you have anything against and i, I remember i couldn't think of the word for um headache in german so like head ouch or head pain she's like okay this <laughs> is it a hangover i'm like yeah yeah she gave me that wow it's the okay. best yeah
1: very interesting next time i'm on tour in germany i will do the same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for taking the time, hanging out with me, talking about your life, music, and craft beer. Uh, I really, really had a blast, and I can't wait to dig into this album. February 11th, uh, it's going to be massive, and I'm very excited for you to uh, treat my eardrums yet again. <laughs> massive cheers to you. Cheers, man. Thanks for hanging out. This was actually pretty fun, gotta say. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, was this ever an amazing conversation. I was really looking forward to this one because, as I mentioned, I'm a huge Zeal and ardor fan. I really and really enjoy the music that Manuel creates. And whenever I book artists that I'm absolutely enamored with, I just totally strive to connect with them. And I really think that me and Manuel did during this chat. I really cannot wait to uh, talk to him again, to hang out with him again, uh, to dig deeper. Uh, Since this episode was recorded, the self-titled Zeal and Ardor album came out. And I've got to tell you, it's easily one of my favorite albums of 2022 so far. I've listened to it countless times. If you have not checked out this brand new Zealand and Ardor album, you absolutely should. It is most probably going to be on my top 10 year-end list of 2022. Massive cheers to Manuel for hanging out with me. I cannot wait to hang out with you again. If you enjoyed this Vox & Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's dot scom and when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast, including all the info for any episodes, which I dropped throughout that week. If I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, you'll get to see all of the album reviews, which the Vox and Hops album review crew have dropped that week. You will see which bands Jerry Monk, The Metal Architect has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. You will also get the links to any future Thirsty Thursday virtual hangs, and you'll get to hear about any projects that I have in the works before I announce them to the public. There is just so much going on in the world of the Vox and podcast, I'd hate for you to miss a single thing. So please do me a favor and sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound, Talent Media, and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer rest of the week. But most importantly, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops (laughs) heads.